0: Pause the podcast you're listening to right now and subscribe to Ghost Town. Ghost Town is me, Rebecca Lieb. And me, Jason Horton. And we explore all kinds of weird history, true crime, hauntings, paranormal events, and more. we cover the Slenderman stabbing, Tesla's death ray, the D.B. Cooper copycat, the cheerleader murder plot, Heaven's Gate, the Lars Midtank mystery, and Tuesday's Child, Ellie's first satanic magazine,
1: just to name a few.
2: You can find Ghost Town on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, I'm Rebecca Lee. And
1: I'm Jason Horton. And
2: we're the hosts of Ghost Town, a comedy podcast about all places abandoned, tragic, mysterious, haunted, and true crime That's
0: not a word. Eh. We cover all kinds of locations like... The Los Feliz Murder House. an L.A. Murder, Frozen in Time. Action Park. The
2: world's most dangerous amusement park. John Bene Ramsey's House, Woodstock 99, the Cecil Hotel, and the Black House. Ooh,
1: Satan. Ooh. So pause the podcast you're currently listening to immediately and go subscribe to Ghost Town. And
2: you can find us at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. In
1: 1920... The Post Office lays down the law. The New York Times takes on NASA. Shoes get serious. And the human fly loses his wings. I'm Jason Horton, and this is Strange Year. Let's go back 100 years to the Roaring Twenties. Women gained the right to vote, and everyone lost the right to drink. Charles Ponzi reinvented the scheme, and the first commercial broadcast was heard. However, I'd like to get into some of the events that made 1920 a strange year. The Post Office Ends Mailing Children, June 1920. What you could and couldn't send through the mail were vague before 1920 when post offices began accepting parcels over four pounds on January 1st, 1913. People immediately tested the limits by mailing eggs, bricks, snakes, and other unusual packages. So people were allowed to mail their children. Technically, there was no law against it. There were seven instances of people mailing children beginning in January 1913. A Ohio couple mailed their infant son, paid 15 cents in stamps, and an unknown amount to insure him for $50. They handed him over to the mailman who dropped the boy off at his grandmother's house about a mile away. Another example is that a woman mailed her six-year-old daughter from her home in Florida to her father's home in Virginia. It was 720 miles away, which was the longest postal trip of any of the children and cost 15 cents in stamps. The U.S. Post Office banned the practice in 1920. The New York Times versus NASA, January 1920. The New York Times ridiculed the notion of rockets in space, calling it absurd and criticized rocket scientist Robert H. Goddard as being less educated than a high school student. They issued a retraction in 1969, just days before Neil Armstrong stepped on the moon. From the New York Times, quote, That Professor Goddard with his chair in Clark College and the countenancing of the Smithsonian Institution does not know the relation of action to reaction and the need to have something better than a vacuum against which to react. To say that would be absurd. Of course, he only seems to lack the knowledge laid out daily in high schools. And the New York Times follow-up, quote, Further investigation and experimentation have confirmed the findings of Isaac Newton in the 17th century and has now definitely established that a rocket can function in a vacuum as well as in an atmosphere. And then they added, The Times regrets the error. Shoe Fitting fluoroscope, 1920 Beginning in 1920, some shoe stores would X-ray your foot to make sure the shoes you were buying fit properly. It consisted of a vertical wooden cabinet with an opening near the bottom in which the feet were placed. When you looked through one of the three viewing ports on top of the cabinet, you would see a fluorescent image of the bones of the feet and the outline of the shoes. The machine enabled the shoe salesman to view their client's bones and soft tissue by placing their feet between an X-ray tube in a fluorescent screen. fluoroscopes everywhere were leaking radiation at a rate far exceeding the maximum allowable daily dose set out in national standards. Due to the lack of regulation, even in the course of a short visit, customers received unsafe levels of exposure. By the 1970s, shoe-fitting fluoroscopes were almost universally banned. The Human Flies, January and February 1920. In January 1920, George Polly climbed the Woolworth Building in New York City. He was actually most of the way up of the 57-story tower, occasionally pretending to slip to garner more attention from the crowds before he was caught by police. Polly, who supposedly got his start when a clothing store owner said he'd give him a free suit if he scaled the store, would go on to climb hundreds more buildings. In February 1920, Frank Kadoff attempted to scale the five-floor Murray Building in Streeter, Illinois. He fell three floors in front of 3,000 people and died from his injuries two days later. I want to thank the New York Times, Popular Science, History.com, Smithsonian Mag, and Reddit. It would be very helpful if you can rate and review five stars wherever you're listening, and if you would like to message me, you can do so on Instagram at Strange Year Pod. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll be back next week for another episode of Strange Year. Pause the podcast
0: you're listening to right now and subscribe to Ghost Town.
2: Ghost Town is me, Rebecca Lieb.
0: And me, Jason Horton. And we explore all kinds of weird history, true crime, hauntings, paranormal events, and more. We cover the Slenderman stabbing, Tesla's death ray, the D.B. Cooper copycat, the cheerleader murder plot. Heaven's Gate, the Lars Tank mystery, and Tuesday's Child, Ellie's first satanic magazine, just to name a few. You can find Ghost Town on Apple Podcasts,
2: Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts.